In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said, Alas for you who build the tombs of the prophets, the men your ancestors killed. In this way you both witness what your ancestors did and prove it. They did the killing, you do the building. And that is why the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles. Some they will slaughter and persecute, so that this generation will have to answer for every prophet's blood that has been shed since the foundation of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, was murdered between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, this generation will have to answer for it all. Alas for you lawyers who have taken away the key of knowledge. You have not gone in yourselves and have prevented others going in who wanted to. When he left the house, the scribes and the Pharisees began a furious attack on him and tried to force answers from him on innumerable questions, setting traps to catch him out in something he might say. The Gospel of the Lord I'm always amused at how people unsuspectingly open themselves up to criticism by their own unsolicited silly remarks. It is as if they are asking to be admonished and punished. This is what happened to the lawyers when a representative of theirs felt insulted by the criticisms heaped by the Lord upon the Pharisees. So when the Lord rakes the Pharisees over the coals with, Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seat in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you, for you are unmarked grace and people walked over them without knowing it. This triggers the lawyer, as he personally takes offense. Teacher, in saying these things, you insult us also. He should have just remained silent, but his defensive response would earn a dressing down by the Lord. Our law proceeds to outline the threefold sins of the lawyers. First, they buried the prophets. They weren't actually guilty of murdering the prophets of old as their forebears had been. But Jesus insisted they had done as much by neglecting the teachings of the prophets and burying them under loads of legal jargon. The job of the lawyer was to interpret and expound the law, which served as a guide for the people but instead they failed to give the proper attention to the weightier matters of the law and instead focused on non-essentials. This introduces the second part of their sin. They substituted human tradition for scripture. The lawyers went from the law of Moses to the traditions accumulated over many years. In the process, they introduced into Jewish civil code hundreds of protocols and practices that have nothing to do with anything other than being in a way for the religious leaders to keep the people under their thumbs. In doing these two things, neglecting the word of God and substituting the teachings of men, the lawyers did the very opposite of what their class had come into being 
to do. They robbed the people of the key of knowledge. Now, just what was that key of knowledge? When the lawyers stopped teaching the law and the prophets, they not only ignored the clearest teaching concerning the importance and right use of the law, they also missed the development of the Old Testament teaching, which eventually pointed to the coming and mission of the Messiah. Thus, the key to knowledge is in some secret, esoteric knowledge of the universe. The key to knowledge was a person. Jesus Christ is the key to knowledge. Indeed, he is truth itself. One of the old antiphon titles in which we will meditate during the season of Advent is Clavis David, a title of Christ, Key of David. When the lawyers took away the prophets and substituted the teachings of men, they deprived the people of the opportunity of seeing the cumulative testimony of Jesus in the pages of the Old Testament. And so this is the great sin of the lawyers. They had kept the truth locked up and the people from seeing Jesus. This is the greatest sin of all, the sin that teaches popular opinion, good ideas, half-truths, and outright lies as though they were the word of God, and as a result keeps people from seeing the truth that is in Jesus Christ. What's saddest about this comic situation is that these lawyers are still among us today. We hear it in a condescending opinion that people are not ready for the solid food, the real stuff, but are only ready to digest bite-sized knowledge that should cater to the most ignorant in the community. We know this to be true whenever we hear that children's comprehension has become the new benchmark for preaching and teaching. We fail to recognize that preaching and teaching should be directed primarily to adults who have the primary duty of being the first catechist of their children. How could they possibly assume this role if their knowledge of the faith is kept at a nursery or primary level? There is often talk about empowering the laity, and yet so many ignore the fact that the greatest form of empowerment is knowledge. Many leaders choose to leave the congregation intellectually impoverished for fear that their decisions or teachings would be challenged. Knowledge is dangerous to those who do not wish to share knowledge and who hold on tightly to their monopoly over it. But the truth of the matter is, as the former Secretary General of UN Kofi Annan once said, Knowledge is power. Information is liberating. Education is the premise of progress in every society, in every family. Indeed, for us Christians, knowledge of the person of Jesus Christ is our ticket to wholeness and redemption. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.